I didn't truly make a difference to start really carving out a dream life for myself until I was 40. So for 20 years, I dreamt of the person that I believed I really was. I hung on to that. I hung on to that, that feeling that I knew what I thought of myself meant more than what other people thought of me. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And we're talking today about who do you think you are? Now, I did a video on this on, you know, a few weeks ago on social media and the app. By the way, don't forget, we are now coaching full-time in the Code Red app. We are no longer delivering any services on Facebook or any social media. I'm no longer going live on Instagram or going live on Facebook. All my live videos, everything is gonna be in the new Code Red app. There's a free version of the app and then we have paid coaching programs and all our products and everything in the app. So please get in the app. We have thousands of people in there and everybody's loving it. So I'm talking about who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? When you even hear that, does that kind of elicit some sort of reaction from you. It kind of makes your, makes your like skin crawl a little bit like, Psh, what do you mean? Who do I think I am? But if I were to ask you honestly, who do you think you are? What would you say? I know exactly what I would say because I have boatloads of confidence. I know exactly who I am. I really do. There's nothing you could do that would throw me off my game. I have a lot of confidence, but I'm 45 years old. I've lived, I've lived a lot in my 45 years. I have, I have really really been through the ringer and you grow up really quick when you, you know, if you've been molested or if you've been in a domestic violence relationship like me and uh, you grow up pretty quick, you know, it doesn't take a few, it doesn't take very many bad choices or decisions for you to realize, oh crap, I'm not repeating that. So I have learned quite a bit in my 45 years on this earth and I am very sure of myself. I'm very confident. I'm very sure of myself. Who do you think you are? Because what you think about yourself is way more powerful than what anyone thinks about you. Let me give you a little context on how this got started. Back in 1999, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. I, I left, I graduated high school in 94 and I immediately moved away I moved away when I was uh, 18, like literally right after my 18th birthday, not for any other reason, just because I left home. I didn't, I, I got along with my folks and stuff. There was no tension in our household. That was not the, that was not the reason my parents were not forcing um, me out or didn't do that to, you know, didn't force Carrie out or anything. Carrie got a scholarship to college. I never got a scholarship. She left to go to college right off the bat. I left just to leave. And I lived all over the country. I spent six months in Rhode Island, six months in North Carolina. I did six months in Chicago, six months in LA. And I moved and I'm waitress. I was a waitress and I moved around. I was desperate to see 
the United States. I've been to, I've actually driven through every single state in the United States and Mexico and Canada. And then I've traveled all over the world at this point. So there aren't very many places I haven't been. Miles and I are always like circling things on the map. Like we want to go there. We want to go here. We were taking two trips to Europe a year before COVID. So, and before dogs. (laughs) All right. I'm getting off track here. So anyway, I moved to Memphis in 1999 and I got a job at a place called Save-A-Lot. Now Save-A-Lot is owned by SuperValue. Super Value is one of the largest grocery wholesalers in the world. And Super Value, then so Save a Lot is this discount grocery store. A lot of you guys, you know what I'm talking about. So I worked in the division office of the Save a Lot food stores. The corporate office is in St. Louis, and the I don't I don't know how if any of this is even still true to this day. I'm just telling you what was what it was like, you know, 20 some years ago, <laughs> 99, yeah, long long t- 22 years ago. So so I I was the the office manager. I was the executive assistant to the division manager for our portion of the you know we had the whole mid south. We owned, we didn't own, we ran 15 Save-A-Lot food stores all over Tennessee, Arkansas, and where else? Well, I'm trying to think of all of our other states that we had anyway. Christy, my gosh, my mind. So we, I was the office manager and my boss, his name was Don and he was our division manager and he was super nice, wonderful man. He treated me with kindness and respect. He was very fair. He was very good to me. I learned a lot from him. No complaints at all about Don. He was, he was great. I always wondered what happened to him. I mean, it's been 22 years later. I, I don't know. I hope he's, I hope he's well. I hope he's happy. So I worked for him for several years. And then in 2002, I wanted to go to college. I finally wanted to go to college. Remember, 2002, I graduated in 94. So I'm 20. Is that right? Yeah, 20, uh, uh, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. 2000, 2001, 2002. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 32, 24, 25. I was like 25 when I wanted to go to college. And back then that was a real considered a real non-traditional student. So I wanted to go to college. You guys know I've been, you guys have probably heard me say I was absolutely obsessed with nurses. I had been working in the nursing field as a certified nursing assistant, a CNA, since I was 15 years old. As soon as the state of Idaho let me get a real job, not just a babysitting job, I went and got my CNA license when I was 15. So I love nurses. I really wanted to go to nursing school. At the time, I had just gotten married to Jason Nickel in in the year 2000, and I was working at Save-A-Lot in the division office, working for Dawn. And so when I wanted to go to college full-time, I needed to quit my job, my full-time job as the office manager at Save-A-Lot. And it was a great job. I made good money. I was happy. I was treated with kindness and respect. And I was very good at my job. Everything was fine. But I needed to move on and go to college full-time. And Jason supported me in this. And I was, I actually, on the weekends, I would cocktail waitress at a casino down in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys know. And I that's how I that's how I made ends meet, you know, just working weekends and I would go and then I would go to school during the day and during the weekdays and stuff. On my last day, Don called me into his office. He sat me down and he was so sincere with me. And he was he was just wanted to give me some parting words and wanted to share his heart with me and just make sure he knew how proud I was that he was of me. And he said, I am so proud of you. He said, you have just done such a great job. You know, you're, you're a hard worker. You have great work ethic. You're always on time. You're smart. He said, let me tell you something. And I never want you to forget this. He said, you could be the executive assistant to any CEO on this planet. And I sat there and I looked across the desk at him and my heart sank. My heart sank 
because that's all he saw me as. He saw me at the, the best I was possibly ever going to do in my life. The, the highest I was ever going to aspire was being somebody's assistant. And I'm not down in that. Please don't think I'm down in that. I'm not dogging on people who are assistants. Believe me, they're, they're very difficult jobs. And I have an assistant and she, she makes my life. She has made the, the biggest difference in my life. But he didn't see me as someone who could be a CEO. He didn't see that. He didn't see that in me. He saw that the highest I could ever go was being a CEO's assistant. That maybe possibly I didn't have what it took to be an actual CEO of a, of a big company. And I just looked at him and oh, I just sat there and I, I thought, oh, and it crushed me because that's just, that's what he saw. That's what he thought I was. Let me tell you something. I knew right then that I was meant for more. I knew right then that I could aspire higher. I knew right then that I could take my life anywhere I wanted to go, whether it be being a stay-at-home mom or whether it be a, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or maybe being a CEO of my own company like I am now. I envisioned something bigger in my mind. So even though somebody that I really respected and cared for so much and built a good relationship with didn't think that about myself, he didn't think that about me. I thought that about me. That didn't stop me. What he said, what he said about me didn't stop me from aspiring, from aspiring higher, from achieving more, from continuing to reach and work and, and dream and achieve and push. I, I, I didn't, I didn't say, Oh, you know, Oh geez. Well, Don, that who is very pretty high up in the company, who is obviously a successful businessman himself. He doesn't see that I can achieve more. So I guess that means I can't achieve more. And I didn't just like end it all right there. I didn't do that. I, I, I was crushed. My heart broke, but it didn't change my future at all. It didn't change my future. I didn't even stop. I didn't even stop. I didn't even think for one second. All right. Here's another story to tell you. This is a, I can't, I really probably should do a whole podcast just on this one. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. I was in a college class. So fast forward about, you know, six months later, a year or whatever. I'm in a college class. I'm in a, I'm in my nutrition class in college, University of Memphis. I'm taking a nutrition class. It was like a 300 level or, you know, I'm third year or whatever, third or fourth year, or whatever. And this woman stopped me outside the door. I noticed that there was a child in our class. He was a 10 year old and he was a genius. He was like a Doogie Hauser, right? You know, come on. Some of my people know who that is. He was a child prodigy. And she, because he was only 10, he couldn't drive. And so she would have to take him to class. And when I was coming out of class one day, she said, she stopped me and she said, Christy, I've been watching you for a few months. And she said, have you ever heard of Menza? <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the conclusion of the story. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I said, no. Cause I hadn't. And so she explained to me what's an organization for people who are geniuses. And I just was like, okay, you know, like whatever. And she said, I, I have been watching you and I think that you are Menza. I think that you're a genius. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing because listen, guys, I don't think I'm Menza. Okay. Come on. I mean, I don't, I really don't think I'm, I'm not, I'm, but anyway, this is what she was sincere. And she said, you know, you really should get yourself tested. And so I thought, oh my God. I mean, oh my gosh. I was like, I was walking on sunshine. So as during that time from my two o'clock class 
to five o'clock when I got home because we didn't have cell phones back then. From the two o'clock to five o'clock, I was riding this high that I can't even describe to you. I was like, maybe I'm a genius. Could it possibly be that I am a genius? Do I have because I didn't you know, my dad's very smart. My mom's smart in her, you know, in more of a a kind of a street smart kind of a way. She didn't go to college. But I I do. I don't I mean, my dad's got two master's degrees and he's he's had a full ride scholarship to Pepperdine when he came out of college. And so that man is really smart. But I didn't know if I had the genetics to be an actual bona fide genius. But from the hours of two o'clock to five o'clock, I thought I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I was on this. You guys, I could not even tell you how like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. I mean, could it possibly be? I can't believe it. I've never saw I've never seen myself like this. Maybe maybe I could be a genius. I mean, like, so I got home and I ran in the house. And remember, I told you I was married to Jason at the time. And I said, Jason, Jason, you're not going to believe what this lady said. And I told him she said she thinks I'm a genius that I should have my IQ tested. And he turned at me and he laughed in my face. He bent over laughing and he was like, ha, 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 ha. And he's not a cruel or mean person. I don't know why he did this. We were both young and stupid back then. Ha, 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 ha. There is no way that you are Mensa, that you qualify to be in that organization. Are you crazy? That lady is just trying to get people to come in her organization and pay dues. There is no, I can promise you, you are not you don't qualify to be in Mensa. Go ahead and get your IQ test tested. You'll see that you are not, you don't have a high IQ. And I was just like, oh, I mean, and so I just felt like I got slugged in the gut. And then, of course, that idea of possibly being a genius, I was like, you know, okay, maybe I'm not a Mensa material. But even that time, I got knocked down and kicked in the teeth. I didn't lose the thought that I was meant for more. I never lost that feeling down deep inside that there's possibly more out there for me. There's more out there for me to accomplish that there's that I can aspire higher, that I'm really going to make a difference in people's lives and make and really carve out a dream life for myself. I dreamt of it for years. Now, remember, that was early 2000s, 2001, 2002. And here it is, 2021, almost 2022. So we're talking 20 years later. And I didn't really make something of myself until I was 40 years old. Yeah, I was a fighter. Yeah, I was in, you know, I trained celebrities. Uh, Yeah, I was in multiple magazines. I had my own MTV show, but I didn't truly make a difference to start really carving out a dream life for myself until I was 40. So for 20 years, I dreamt of the person that I believed I really was. I hung on to that. I hung on to that, that feeling that, I knew what I thought of myself meant more than what other people thought of me because I had speak. I had people speak not very nice things into my life. I mean, my you know, when I when I ran off with that guy out of high school who ended up beating me up for nine months. Oh, he spoke some nasty things into my life and it took me a little while to get over it, but it still didn't slow me down. Because who you think you are means so much more than who than what anybody else thinks you are. And you have to hang on to that inside your heart. You have to continue to believe in what you believe and what your truth is. Would you have an answer for someone if they were to ask you, who do you think you are? My answer would be, I'm a child of the most high God. I'm a wife. I'm a pet parent. 
I'm Carol and Larry's daughter. I'm a great sister. I'm a great auntie. I love to mountain bike. I love yoga. I love weightlifting. I love CrossFit. I love to run with my dogs and be outside. I'm smart. I'm funny. I speak a little bit of German. I play the piano. I paint like Bob Ross. I know what I bring to the table. This is not a bragging session. I'm not trying to sit here and just like, I'm just saying like, this is what I know. I can sing pretty good. I sing harmony with my sisters. My dad plays a guitar and I love to sing with him. Like I know what I can do. I know what my talents are. I know what I bring to the table. I also could do a long podcast on the crap I do wrong. So believe me, believe me, it goes both ways, but I know who I am. And there's nothing that you could ever say to me that could ever separate me from my knowing who I am. And that's powerful. It wasn't always as strong as it is right now, but it's pretty darn strong. It was pretty darn strong leading up to this. I, I, you know, you get knocked down a couple times. Like I said, you learn to come back. You either come back or you just trip up and die. And I wasn't going to just trip up and die at, at 22 years old or 21 or 18 or whatever, you know, I wasn't going to do that. So you learn to, to rise up. You learn to push yourself up, pull yourself up from your, uh, by your bootstraps. But by the way, which is very difficult if you've ever tried to do that, hardly anybody can do it. If you actually physically go get some boots with some bootstraps, sit on the floor and try to pull yourself up. It's really hard to do. It's a very difficult move. But I do remember the time that the last time I got beat up and I had passed out and I was bleeding and I was actually face down on the floor with blood coming off my face and I had to push myself up off that floor. So I had the strength. I did it. And I kept rising above and I kept pushing forward. So I wasn't as confident as I am now, but all that crap happened to me has made me the kind of confident person that I am now. Do you, do you know that my husband, Miles, doesn't really like my hair? He doesn't. When I met him, I had long blonde hair. I was 20 pounds heavier. I had no eyebrows because I overplucked him. I was fat in the face. I was fat everywhere. He didn't care. He liked me better then. He likes me better fatter. Like, I, I'm sorry. I know that sounds a little bit, but he likes me better heavier. He doesn't like my head. He doesn't like the fact that it's shaved right here. He thinks it's pretty aggressive. Guess what? I love him, but I love me more. In the words of Samantha from Sex in the City, I love you, but I love me more. And I do. I know who I am and nothing will ever separate me from that. I might, and I'm sure I will go through times in my life where I will get knocked. It happens all the time in, in Code Red, in my business. Uh, you guys don't know a lot of the behind the scenes, but a lot of the, I mean, I try different things all the time. I'm always trying different products, different ideas, different combinations, different bundles, different, different ways to approach different things, different sales, different packages. And a lot of them fail. Most of them fail. And once in a while, I hit on one that can really serve the, the public and really give the customer and the client what they need and what they're looking for. That's also fulfilling me. But a lot of them fail and you don't see all that. You don't see how many times I've got to get back up off the ground. That makes you into a pretty strong person if you let it. And that has made me into a person I, who knows exactly who they are. Can you say this about yourself? Because a lot of you listening right now, you used to love to rollerblade. You used to love to garden before you and your husband had kids. You guys would go rollerblade on the green belt on Friday nights. He, 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 you just had so much fun eating ice cream. And, you know, like it was just so cool. You used to ride horses before you got too heavy to do so. You used to love to do country line dancing and go to concerts. But now, now you don't know who you are. 
Now your confidence is low. You're a mom. And I, I think that's great. But all your all your happiness is wrapped up in your kids and what they accomplish. So when your child scores a goalie, that is the only thing that you're happy with for that day. You're not really happy with anything else that goes on in your life, except for whatever your kids do. You're living your life vicariously through them. That's a lot of pressure on them. And that's also a dangerous thing to build a life on because 18 years old, 18 goes by really 18 years go by really quick. And then what you're now, you know, 35. Oh, wait a minute. That's too young. 2015, 37, 38, 38. If you had kids at 20 years old, you know, 40. And you're an empty nester and you don't know who the heck you are because you've never explored that side of you. You've ignored that side of you. You've ignored your aching joints. You've ignored your foggy brain. You have ignored the medications that you've had to go on because you haven't taken care of yourself. You've ignored your health. You've ignored the fact that your husband and you haven't had intimacy in seven months. You have ignored all the signs. You've ignored everything that you love and you don't know who you are anymore. You only know that you're little Johnny and your little Sally's mom. And you hate holidays when you used to love holidays, you used to dress up for Halloween, you used to decorate the front porch. Now you do it for your kids, but you don't do it because you love it. You do it for them and you don't really look forward to it because you don't want to be in pictures. And when you are forced in through in pictures, either you're the one taking the pictures or you place your kids in front of you and make sure that you're in the back. And that smile of yours is as fake as they come because you ain't happy. You really not. You're happy about your kids, like you love your kids, you love the family and the home you've built, but you are not happy with yourself. So a lot of you don't know who you are right now. Carrie and I, we disagree. We did a podcast called, are you healthy at any weight? I would take it further and say, no, I don't think you're healthy at any weight. I don't even think you're happy at any weight. And Carrie said, you could be happy at happy, heavy person. No, you can't. I don't think you can. And we disagree on it because I know I've been there. I know how unhappy I am. You lie to yourself when you tell you yourself that you are happy. And there are certain aspects that make you happy, I guess, you know, being, a, you know, baking an apple pie for your kids and, and making sure that they get their science project turned in on time. But you as a person, do you know who you are? Maybe it's time that you come back to who you are. Maybe it's time that we even become a better version, not saying I want to be that person I was eight when I was 18 before I had kids. I don't want to be that version of myself when I was 18 or even 38. I like the person I am now. So it's not that we're trying to get you get you back to the person that you used to be. We're trying to now get you. I mean, we can use that as a, a goal weight, possibly like, yeah, OK, let's let's get you down a goal, goal weight of before you had kids. But that's something different. You're going to be a new and improved version of yourself. And so much of it has to do with, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, what you're eating and how you're treating yourself. What you're eating is how you're treating yourself because garbage in, garbage out. And when you stay up until 1130 at night scrolling through TikToks instead of sleeping and then waking up again, tired and grumpy the next morning, and you're reaching for a Diet Coke when you barely got your eyes open. And you're also double fisting it with coffee. Like, come on, that's abusing food. That's abusing your body, abusing sugar, abusing alcohol, because you just don't care. And it's a vicious cycle. You don't feel good. So you make for you, you go through the drive through at Dairy Queen and you get an ice cream. What, what's an ice cream at Dairy Queen? Oh, I'm trying to think of a name of an ice cream at Dairy a Queen. Flut, a flurry? No, that's a McFlurry. 
Dairy Queen. Oh, guys, I don't know. I used to live by a Dairy Queen. I don't even I don't guys. I don't make a habit of going to those places, but I it would have been funnier if I would have been like well, you drive through the McDonald's and you get a McFlurry. I should have said it like that, but you don't feel good. So you make a poor food choice and then that food choice makes you feel like crap. And so you make another food choice that's bad. And so it's a vicious cycle. Feeling bad, make a bad food choice that makes you feel bad. That makes you have a bad food choice that makes you feel like that. It can all get better if you just start drinking your water. It sounds so silly and simple, but just starting with your water, just going to bed a little earlier, putting the dog in the kennel, putting the kids to bed, turning your phone face down, silencing it and just falling asleep. Maybe you need to take a maybe you need to take a Unisom. Maybe you need to get the super sleeper bundle that we offer and get yourself some stinking sleep. Because being chronically sleep deprived is a form of disrespect to your body. This is all feeding into who you think you are because you just feel like garbage. It's hard to have confidence when you feel like garbage. I know I've gone there before where I've let myself go and I start feeling crappy. I start gaining weight. And of course, I feel like garbage and my confidence goes down. I've been there. It doesn't take much either, does it? Just a couple of poor food choices and you start down that horrible, vicious cycle. Do you know who you are? Who are you? Are you the person that you dreamt you would be at this point in your life? And if you aren't, why not? And why are we not doing something about it right now? Why does it have to start on a Monday? Why can't it start at two o'clock on a Tuesday? Why can't it start the moment you're listening to this and that you realize, you know what? I have become this person. I'm sick of it. Right now, I'm making a change. I'm going right home. I'm cleaning out the Nutter Butters and the Lucky Charms and the Diet Coke is going to the homeless shelter or to my neighbor, John. I used to have a really unhealthy neighbor, John, and I give him all the junk food that would come into my house. Now I have a super, super, super healthy neighbor, Chris Gethin. I can't give him my junk food that comes into my house. Of course, no, really no junk food comes into my house anymore like it did before. But you know what I'm saying? Why can't the choice be made right now? Why did you have to? Why do you have to wait? Why do you say when I get back from vacation, when I, my son gets married next month, then I'll start? Why does it have to be some momentum, like big momentous event? Like um, on next uh, October 1st, I'm starting Code Red. Really? You're going to start eating real food? Does it have to be a certain start date for that? Why can't you start drinking some water right now? Why can't you just get in bed a little earlier tonight? That's starting the proper human diet. That's starting Code Red because Code Red is based around real food, water, and sleep. That's it. Why does it have to be some big drastic thing that you have to, you got to start it right now. Start taking care of yourself right now and your whole life would level up. And you're going to start seeing who you really are because those things are going to come off. The blinders are going to come off. The fog is going to lift and you're going to be able to really see a nice, clear picture of your future and what you want to accomplish moving forward and how you see your life unfolding moving forward. Who do you think you are? Can you tell me something other than your mom's kid, your kid's mom and your partner's wife? I know I'm always referring to ladies, but 93% of my clients are women. So I usually I'm pretty good about hitting the by saying ladies. I'm probably a pretty good chance. You're a lady listening to this. Can you tell me something else about yourself other than you are a mom and you are a wife. Can you can you tell me something else? And if you can't, I, I suggest we do a little bit of soul searching. Who do you think you are? It's time to have a good, nice, long, hard look in the mirror, isn't it? 
because I tell you, it's the Bible says life is but a vapor like that. It goes by. Our time on this earth is so short, even at 45 years old. I know it. I feel it. I see it. And I refuse to waste one precious day not being my best self. I really do. I'm not, I'm not wasting any time. No way. No way. Uh-uh. I might sit on the couch and watch Caesar Milan's Disney Plus series called Better Humans, Better Dogs. But I'm only watching one episode or usually I watch that while I'm working out. You know, I'm on the stair climber or something. I'm multitasking. But I just don't want to waste any time. I really don't want to. And I don't want you to because you cannot get this time back. We got to make it count. And if you don't know who you are, this is a problem. This is a problem. We got to get it figured out. I hope you like this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. And it helped uh, give you a swift kick in the fanny like only I can do. And that really gave you a lot to think about. I suggest you go to the app store or wherever Android people get their apps. I, I got to figure what, out what that is. I don't even know. I think it's called Google Play, right? Google Play? Is that it? Okay. I almost said Google Drive. No, I don't think that's it, Christy. And get the Code Red app. That's where, we're, that's where the whole community is now. We're not, we're not on Facebook anymore, guys. You're going to see some of my stuff on Facebook and Instagram pop up only because they're advertisements. But I want you to come to the app because social media platforms are unstable. We don't know what the future holds. Good. Like, look, when I was a kid, we all thought that MySpace would be around forever. We thought the Snapchat would be around forever. It's going to all these social media platforms end up crumbling. And, you know, remember the remember Vine or the, the, the Vine or whatever it was called? See, hardly any of us can even remember it anymore. So I think it's best that we move to a standalone app that's stable that's not going away. So come over to the Code Red Lifestyle app and we'll, we'll be able to take care of you over there and get you coaching, get you products, get you tickets to events, whatever's going on. All right, you guys have a good one. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.